Okay, everyone. Good evening. We're holding in the middle of <clears throat> the Maimer Hecholtzu in Lakuti Teira Parshas Matois. Well, we learned last week Perek Aleph and Perek Beis, and we're holding Perek Gimel. The Maimer we were learning was the content of the war of Midian. Uh, that uh, this was a war that had to be fought by Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu has the power to fight Midian, we learned last week. That's why at the beginning of his leadership, he, he um, persuades a powerful Midianite priest, um, Yisro, to say, Ata Hashem, that Hashem is great. And we know that that admission of Yisro was the prerequisite for the Torah to be given. And then at the end of his life, his life culminates in a war against Midian. Hashem says to him, once you destroy Midian, um, then you're going to be able to be gathered into your people. The connection being that Moshe Rabbeinu is the power to defeat Midian. We go into a whole explanation. Uh, how come the Jewish people fought a war against Midian? It was purely a war of vengeance. It wasn't a war to conquer land because the Jewish people did not conquer the land of Midian. It was, just the, it was just a war similar to Amalek, which was the war was all about eradication of Midian, not the destruction. Last week we, would, we had the question, which one is worse, Amalek or Midian? We have to say Amalek because Midian, we see that they were allowed to take the animals and even the young little girls of Midian were redeemable. By Amalek, the Jewish people were commanded to eradicate them completely. Um, in, in the general theme that we were learning, Midian and Amalek actually are a quite close theme. They both represent the essence of the klipa, the, the, the root of all unholiness. The root of all unholiness is an overinflated self-importance. That's what it is, a sense of... So Amalek, it expresses itself in chutzpah, that no matter how much he sees, no matter how clear and open and convincing and compelling uh, godliness is through the biggest miracles, Amalek stands with the ultimate brazenness and chutzpah and decides that he's not going to cave in. He's not going. Today's days, we can all find some little bit of Amalek inside of us. We're seeing the world is caving in. We're seeing the world is coming to an end. We're seeing that Mashiach is coming. And yet, and yet we're still holding on to our klippah. We're not willing to mamish, you know, give ourselves over to godliness and to Kedusha. And bit by bit we're doing it, but you know, but we can feel within ourselves, we shrug our shoulders and we say, yeah, so what? So what, right, that's Amalek. Midian is another consequence of overinflated ego and self-importance, and that is that one cannot tolerate someone else. Midian means strife. Midian is, and according to the Alter Rebbe that we learned over here, is the element of sinas chinam, the root of baseless hatred. People hate each other, and there is no reason for the hatred. Sometimes this baseless hatred is camouflaged and covered up with all kinds of excuses and reasons, but that's just a camouflage, that's not the issue. The issue is the very existence of someone else, and that's a competition to you, to your very, not that they're taking away your money, not that they're taking away something from you, they're diminishing, the very fact that they are is occupying space. And especially when it's someone who is a competition to you, which means they, they're being noticed, and you want to be the only being who is noticed. So you can't stand someone else who's got a talent similar to yours. And what do you do because of that? 
you dismiss it, as we learned, we make it with the tendency of people, when they see other people are doing something good, they, they brush it off by saying that what they're doing is not really, um, it's not being done uh, in a pure manner, it's being done for ulterior motive, it's being done in order to, you know, for, for self, self-ingrandizement, for their own prep, uh, um, for their own, um, uh, whatever the fancy word is, um, <laughs> I was looking for a word, um, for their own, uh, you know, to, 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 to be a somebody. That's why people dismiss other people's good that is rooted in this in this hatred. You can't stand someone else. And that's coming from what? From the lack of bittel. In Kedusha there is achdos. In Kedusha there is unity. Things get along even when, not only do things get along when they're the same, but things get along even when they're quite different. And yet they're able to, and even not only when they're different, but when they're total opposites, in Kedusha there is a, a harmonious, uh, harmony, like we find with um, Michal and Gabriel, the two opposite groups of Malachim, Oyser Shalim and Raimov, these groups of Malachim are antithesis to each other, are completely harmonized together to bring about a, a, a synchronized universe. And the universe is based, Tafka, on the cooperation of these two forces of Chesed and Gavura, of Malach Michal and Malach Gabriel. They have to cooperate. And if there would be an imbalance between them and their lack of cooperation, then you're going to have a total mess, like you have when Republicans and Democrats cannot get along, when the right and the left cannot see eye to eye. Um, so what's lacking? What causes people, entities, um, groups of people, communities, governments, uh, whatever, whatever kind of society or element in social, uh, social group what causes them to be fragmented and broken is um, is that is the sinas chinam, is midyan. Midyan causes divisiveness. That's the root of midyan. It's divisiveness, division. A kedusha is unification, and that holiness of kedusha we learned last week is rooted in the name havaya, the yutke vavke, because the yutke vavke is the source of unification between. Because the yutke vavke really presents all extremes, and it unifies the extremes. Um, yud and the hay are two opposites, we learned last week. Yud is a contracted point, the power of powerful tzimtzum, of the Ein Sof. Hay is a expansion, and expansion and contraction are two complete opposite modes. How do you connect a yud with a hay? How does the yud and the hay hold together? That's opposites. And then the same is also in the Vav K. In the Vav, for instance, we have Chesed and Gevura, as we spoke earlier. And yet they're unified. And the, the, there's a harmony in the Yud K and there's a harmony in the Vav K. How, even though they're opposites. And how does it work? And that is because Oise Shalom He explains that the entire unification that holds it together, which is really what holds the cosmos together, together and all of existence together, is the dwelling of the Ein Sof. Hashem, when you bring, when your Mamshech, he, he, he relates it to the Yud Kevavke, to the Tetragrammaton, to the Kutzei Shel Yud. It's the, it's the point on top of the Yud, the thorn that's on top of the Yud, that's reaching upward, that's touching something that is un, un, 
indescribable and un, um, you can't form it. That's the point on top of the Yud. And that point, which is on top of the Yud, that is the Ein Sof, Kesser. And that's what holds it all together. That's what holds it all together because they're all bottled to the Ein Sof. In other words, the, the contraction of Chachma and the expansion of Bina are operating for something greater than themselves. When everything is doing things because it is doing it because so it wants and so it sees and so it feels, then two things clash and there's no, and there's no common ground. There's no point of you, there's no place to unify them. But when I am being me and you are being you, because the one who created both me and you created me to be me and you to be you, then me and you can work very well together. Because then we're not, we're, 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 we're surrendered to a, higher, to a higher being and a higher cause. And in that bittle, in that nullification is where our minds meet and where our, and where our um, connection can come about. So that's basically what we learned last week, how, how Midian then, so it comes out that Midian is the antithesis to Yud Kei And particularly to the Kutzei Shal Yud, to the point of the Yud that's on top of the Yud Kei which Midian opposes, that which brings Shalem and Achdos in all of creation and all of existence. Now he says, Torah, now one more thing important to the understanding of the flow of the Mimer, that Torah is also Torah is the Yudke Vavke's manifestation and, and materialization in this world is through the Torah. Because Torah is the Torah is, is the is the Yudke Vavke in action in this world. Um, that's why Torah, what's Torah? Torah is all about harmony. Chazal say, Kala Oisik whoever learns Torah, Oisa Shalom, he makes peace. In the upper abode, and in the lower abode. When someone learns Torah, he causes a unification, he causes a shalom, a peace, in both the upper realms and in the lower realms. So what does that mean? A unity in the upper realms and a unity in the lower realms? Hold on, just give me. Um... Chazal, we also know that Torah, the Rambam says, Torah was come to make peace in the world. What's the peace? So we learned last week. Um, this power to be able to unify the Yud and the He, we said is coming from the Ein Sof that's higher than both of them. How do you draw the Ein Sof? How, how do we connect to the Ein Sof? How do we keep that present? The nature of the Ein Sof is to ascend upward out of, out of vessels, out of containers. How do you draw the Ein Sof down into to be present, to be, and therefore to have that unifying effect in the Yud, K, Vav, K, and hold these four forces together, right? These four different opposite forces together. Um, that's when a person studies Torah. When a person learns Torah, he does that. Why? Because when the person is learning Torah, he's causing Hashem to study Torah. Torah is God's Chachma. Torah is the Yud. From, Torah comes from the from the from the Yud Kevavke. More primarily, Torah originates in the Yud. 
of in the Yud of, of the Yud Kevavke. The Ebishter, when a Yid learns Torah, Hashem, Hashem descends and dwells in that Yud. Hashem himself. Because just like the Yid is dwelling in the Torah, puts his mind in the Torah, Hashem, Hashem enters into the Torah as well. As Chazal say, whoever reads Chumash, and he learns Mishnah, Hashem learns Chumash, and Hashem learns Mishnah, opposite him. So when a Jew is learning Torah, Hashem is learning Torah. That means that the Ein Sof is descending into the attribute of Chachma. When the Ein Sof comes into Chachma, and through Chachma it's channeled into Bina, it brings the humility into the Chachma and the Bina, thereby synthesizing them and harmonizing them. And the same is also in the Vavke. All the letters get harmonized and intertwined as a result of a Yidn learning Torah. So he explained that's called Chazal say, when a person learns Torah, he makes peace. In the upper abode, what's the upper abode? That's the conflict that there is between the Yud and the He, two opposites. They're going heads to heads with each other. When you learn Torah, you make, you make peace between the Yud and the He, allowing for creation to be sustained. Because as remember we spoke last week, if Hashem does not... The Hashem does not concentrate into a tiny little yud, into a tiny little point, then his light would flood creation and it wouldn't possibly leave room for anything to exist. So the levees that are set up, that Hashem set up, that the waters, that the infinite waters should not flood the world, those levees have to be intact and that's the yud. The yud is a powerful tzimtzum that only leaves a tiny point. But if you only have tzimtzum and you only have that tiny yud, it would be called the energy, the light, that power is so concentrated and so concealed and so, 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 so compact that nothing can possibly exist from it. So the yud has to begin to unravel itself in a hay, which the hay is the total opposite of the yud. It's expansion, an expansion in which the yud emerges with all the details of the bina, when as it flows into bina. Now, but these two forces are total anti each other, as we spoke earlier. So to be able to unify the Yud and the He together to keep creation in existence, it comes, that, it comes to a person studying Torah. Last week we learned that's, that's why when a person, people who study Torah keep the world and literally keep the world in existence because they enable the Yud and the He to connect together by being the Kutzei Shal Yud, the thorn on top of the Yud, which is when they are learning Torah, they're drawing from the thorn of the Yud into the Yud, which is the Orein Soif, enabling the humility in the Yud and the hay to converge and to unify. Then we learned, but the Chazal also say, that if a person learns Torah, they're also, Mesim Shalom, they make peace, shalmata, in the lower abode. What does it mean to make peace in the lower abode? What's the lower abode? The lower abode is in the Ebishter's Midas. In the Midah of, in the Midah of, What are the Abishta's Midas that we're talking about? In the Midah of Chesed and the Midah of Gevura. So we explained last week that um, the, the Midas of Chesed and Gevura are, are uh, synchronized one with each other. Um, there is no Gevura that is absolute Gevura. Uh, there was. In Tohu there is Gevura that's pure Gevura. 
And when the world was still in the first 2,000 years, when the world was still in a Tohu state, when we haven't yet began the rectification through, uh, through Matan Torah, it really begins with Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is the beginning of the world of Tikkun. Until his times, when the world was really Toyudig, then we had a situation where, um, where there was real Gevura. Gevura was for the sake of Gevura. What does that mean? You saw even in the Abishter's Midas, the way the Abishter conducted the fears of the world, there was an extreme judgment where judgment was all about punishment. It wasn't about rectification. The people in the Mabel were all wiped off the face of the planet. There was no rectification. There was a Tikkun in the world, in the earth, like we spoke today in the morning in the Mashiach class, but there was no Tikkun in, but there was no tikkun in, in the people themselves. They did not have a Tikkun. However, um, the same is also, right? So we have extreme punishments. Not so in all the punishments of the Torah. The punishments of the Torah are blended chesed and gavura. Even when you have gavura, the point is not the punishment. The point is the cleansing and purification and the fixing that happens as a result of it. Because he explains that sin is worse than death. So even when the punishment is a severe punishment like death, the death is meant to cleanse the person from that sin so that the neshama should be reconstructed or rehabilitated for it to be able to go to Gan Eden and to be able to live in a relationship with the Yebishter. So there is no such a thing as gavura l'shem, gavura, extreme gavura. That is what Torah accomplishes. Torah enables the two to join together and particularly it makes the gavura always be subservient to the chesed. All gavura is always subservient to chesed. Chesed is the dominant one, and gavura is surrender to it. It's not atstam, just a blend. The way they blend is that the gavura serves the chesed. Okay, and now we're beginning to. We're going to go and continue now. Hinei kamoikein, yesh beis shloimois haniskaliel siv gimel paragimel. This is on page one seventy-two, on the top. That's where we're holding. Again, because as we learned, as we mentioned earlier, we began this mimer already last week. So we go like this. So now what the Alter Rebbe is going to do now, in a most magnificent, beautiful way, the Alter Rebbe is going to explain how this, 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 this shalom quality of Torah, the Torah unifies Chachma and Bina, and Torah unifies Chesed and Gevura, is not only something that happens in the supernal spheres above, but being that a human being is a small world, and a human being is an entire universe, so this shalom has to be made within the human spirit, within the human soul itself. And without Torah, the human being is a fragmented will inevitably be fragmented. And Torah is the only remedy for the world. To be able to harmonize people, communities, and the whole world, and also to harmonize a human being from the opposite forces that sometimes, that not sometimes, which are by their natural state without the Torah, they are opposing forces. And then, a, God forbid, a person becomes completely split personality. You have two beings inside of you. You don't know where you're coming. You don't know where you're going. Because the two, these two forces are not, are not integrated and, not, and, they're not, and they're not assimilated one with each other. 
So so too yesh beis There are these two levels of shalom. Gam came benefesh adam in a person's soul. Because for the soul, Yashpa Gam came Pchina Shem Avaya. The Neshama also has Shem Avaya. Like it says, Kishem Avaya Nikra Elecha. It says that the nations of the world are going to see Kishem Avaya Nikra Elecha, that the name of Yudke Vavke is upon you. May Hashem make that visible and upon all the soldiers in Eretz Yisrael. That everybody should see Ame Aretz, Yishem Hashem Nikra Elecha. As the Pasik says, they will fear you. So it says over there that Shema Vaya, Nikra Lech is called upon you, because the soul includes within itself, the soul, ten sephiris. The Chachma and the Bina of the soul, the wisdom and the power of understanding. That is in the Nishat, and that is in the Nefesh. In them is enclosed. The Yud and the Hey. The Yud is enclosed in the Chachma of the soul. Our power of Chachma, which is a power that we all have, to be able to have a, 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 a visual experience in godliness. Chachma is Ria. Chachma is vision. And, and the ability for a person to be able to have a visual experience of godliness, to be able to see Hashem through the eye of their soul, and the Chachma of the soul, that's called Ria of Chachma. That is as a result of the Yud of Hashem's name that is contained within the Chachma of a, of a Neshama. The He of Hashem's name is embedded in the He, in the Koyach Habina that's in the Nefesh. The Koyach Habina that's in the Nefesh is our ability to understand and grasp godliness. Two, two things. You can either experience Hashem through visuals. We're not talking about just closing your eyes and imagining you're seeing a light. It, we're talking about a deep, a deep, a deep attachment to the point where you're you can you're focusing because you're a holy neshama, because you're a yid and you have a holy neshama, and you and you and you and you and you focus yourself into your chachma. You activate your chachma shebenefesh in a very deep way. Let's say by davening, when you're saying baruch ata Hashem and you're deeply concentrating into the baruch ata Hashem. You can come to a point where you're actually seeing, seeing the, the, the godliness, and it's not seeing physically. You're not seeing physically, but in the mind, in the eye of your of your nefesh, of your soul, the eye of your mind, you can see it. It's like seeing the seeing godliness. It's not, and you don't understand what you're seeing. Your mamish don't understand what you're seeing because when it's that's the, that's the whole difference between chachma and bina. Bina, you can only you're grasping, you're taking it in, you're grasping, you're defining. And when you're grasping and you're defining, you can only grasp and define expressions of the divine, not the Ebishter himself. But with Chachma, you can glimpse the Ein Sof. You can mamish glimpse the Ein Sof. Vehine Isa, it says, Chachma Moicha, Chazal say, I think it's in Zoyar or in Pasach Chachma is Moicha, Chachma is the mind. Ubina Liba, and Bina is the heart. Now, even though bina is also in the mind, the mind has two, the mind has two, um, two, um, two, the, two compartments. The right side of the mind is where the, chach, or the, the, the right side of the brain is where the chachma resides, and the left side of the brain is where the bina activity takes place. And the heart, as well, has a place in the heart which is 
receiving from Chachma, and that's the right side of the heart, and there's a place in the heart that is receiving from Bina, which is the left side of the heart. Um, yet, we say that the predominant force of the mind is Chachma. The predominant force in the heart is Bina. We'll see what that means in a minute. Ekamaimer and as Chazal also say, Halev Maven, the heart understands. That when you're understanding something, you're supposed to learn it and learn it and learn it until you come to an understanding. But it's not that your brain is understanding, that your heart can sense it. The heart, the emotion, you have an emotional a, 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 a comprehension of what, what you're learning. What is the difference between moach and lev? And here the Rebbe is going to explain a great conflict which a person can have. And unless we resolve this conflict, the person can be in a deep, in a, in a deep mess. What's the mess? What is the conflict? The conflict is the war of the mind with the heart. And he's not going to talk about over here a heart that is in the wrong place. A heart that desires all kinds of negative and maybe even impure impure desires. That's not what we're talking about over here. That of course, that we all, that we know. We, you know. we have conflicts inside of us. Our mind tells us what's correct and what's right. And the heart, the feelings are not always, are not always uh, in conjunction with the mind. And the heart, uh, does, we have an Ephesha Bahamas, and animalistic urges and desires that are not always um, consistent with Torah, or most of the time not. Right? So that we know we have. He's talking about much higher than that. A heart that is a holy heart. Emotions that are fired up. Fired up with a very, very powerful passion, yearning, fervor, excitement to cleave and to bond with the Abishter. But that itself is, is in that feeling, which is so pure and so amazingly, that's called Bina Liba. When the Bina reaches the heart, yet that can be in total conflict with the experience, with the holy experience of the mind. And the reason for that is because the mind leads, leads you as a result of a person's cognition, powerful cognition of the divine, especially if that cognition is a chachma cognition, not a bina cognition. In other words, it's not filtered through the filtration of the bina, of breaking things down into the detail, which basically takes you away from the truth of the Sof. The bina takes you away from it. You, you need to understand it according to my mind, how I perceive things. <laughs> the Ebrister has to fit into your brain. The Ebrister is, is infinite. In Chachma, you're not trying to fit. You're not trying to adjust. In Chachma, you're like looking at it. So you're looking at it. He, has, he is as he is. So when your experience, when your power of, your, your cognitive experience of Elokus, of the divine, is through, primarily dominated through the Moyach Chachma, from the Chachma, what happens to a person is you lose yourself in that experience. You see, you're so taken, you're so experiencing the one that you're beholding, which in this case is the magnificent Ebrister, the infinite God, and you become so overtaken and overwhelmed and over, overpowered by the consciousness of the Ebrister, because you see, you're looking at him and you're experiencing God, that you, 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 you become battle. Now, when we say you become battle, you shrivel, and you shrink to the point where you, you have no self anymore. But as the Mittler Rebbe explains this, but in, in a manner in which you're not even conscious that you became battle. You don't even know that you became battle. There's just no self-awareness now. You're just out. 
because it's only it's 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 you're 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 mesmerized, you're taken by it. Like a person seeing something so spectacular that for a moment they're they're so their entire consciousness is pervaded with the reality that they're looking at and that they're seeing at that they forgot that they exist and you have to tap them to bring them back to and take and they might take a, a, a moment or two to even know their name and know, know that they are who they are to come back to themselves because they were so overtaken by the power of what they envisioned what they've seen that's what that's what that's what chachma does chachma silences the person Bina makes a whole lot of noise. Bina is when you understand it and your heart gets excited and you start, your blood starts boiling and you want to get close. It causes a slivus. It causes, uh, 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 which always has a, a sense of self. I want. I want, I need, give it to me. Right? It's that Bina always comes along. Bina will produce an emotion that is, has a self-awareness to it. Chachma will produce a, a uh, emotion of, 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 of uh, a, 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 a silent emotion. It's, it's not that in Chachma there's no heart, there's no feeling. When Chachma, Chachma reaches the heart, but it doesn't stimulate the fire in the heart, which is mostly characteristic about emotion. Emotion is generally fiery. So it's as if the brain went into the heart, the mind went into the heart. And the heart is silenced because the heart is just... See, the heart, when you have a Chachma a, a, a experience in your heart, your heart is... You're deeply attached. You're deeply holding on. You're holding on so tightly, but you're not even aware that you're holding on. It's a, you're, you're, you're there, but you're not aware of yourself. It's such a... Such a... a um, such a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, um... The word, another word I'm looking for. Okay, and that is rooted in the difference between chachma and bina, as they are in the mind. Bina is, as we said earlier, the person fitting the idea to what I know, what I understand until now. I'm trying, I'm trying to grasp it. In chachma, you're going out of yourself. Chachma, you're saying, you're leaving. It's like Avram Avinu said to to Yishmael and Eliezer, "Stay here, Payamachalmar. Stay with the donkey." And me and him are going to go up the mountain. That's what you're doing when you're doing Chachma. You tell your ideas, your thoughts, your, your, your perceptions, your opinions, your, your, what you know till now. You stay here. I'm going off to look at something amazing. That's what Chachma is. You're, you're leaving yourself behind. It's, it's sort of an extra, it's like an out-of-body experience, so to speak, to a certain degree. It's like outside of yourself to see what's out there. Chachma is the exploring element in the person. You're exploring you're not trying to make sense of it. You're just exploring. You're going to look what's on the other side, on top of the, on top of the cliff, what's over the mountain. Right? Then, you're, then when you want to sit down and want to make a map, then you really need to understand the layout of the land, how the mountains go, how the thing goes. Then that's the Bina process. But you're losing the power. See, once you're describing it, as we said earlier, once you describe something in the Bina, you lose the power of the, of the wholesome experience as it is in Chachma. So in Chachma, it, it is about it. In Bina, it's about me absorbing it. In Chachma, it's, in Chachma, I'm losing myself in it, and in Bina, I'm taking it into me. So since Bina is about taking it into me, absorbing it, so therefore Bina has much more yeshus. Bina has much more self in it. Chachma, because Chachma is the, 
the, the, the, you're going out of yourself and you're losing yourself in, in elokus, in godliness. So the emotional reaction, Chachma, is also going to be one of, one of anava, one of humility, one of bittel, and one that doesn't have any self-awareness. Okay, so let's read inside. The inyan ben moyach the difference between the moyach and the heart. Ki hu kar, the moyach is cold, velach and moist. Coldness represents the opposite of excitement, calm. Because the moyach, as we said before, when you're overtaken by something, you can't be excited because excited is is yourself. You're rallied up. Here you're here you're here you're cancelled by something. So you're calm. Shesham Makoir over there is the source, Yesoidamayam of the element of water. Vahalechas and the moisture. Vahalev and the heart to Mishkan Yesoida Esh. And that's why you see when a person is, for instance, agitated about something, when they're agitated and they're just something is bothering them and they're fakacht and they're running around back and forth. So then you can't think straight. They can't they can't think straight. That's why the worst thing to do in a situation is to panic. I'm in a situation you panic. What's what happening? Panic means you're overexcited. And when you're overexcited, the moichen don't work. Because moichen requires a siyashvas. It creates calmness, coolness, collectiveness, and then you can think. So, um, the, what? Objectivity, which is a, yeah, and, and, and emotion is, is subjective. And the heart is the source of the element of fire. The mind is where the is is the element in the human in the in the human anatomy. The brain is the root of moisture of the of the element of water, and the heart is this the place where fire is. The kach, and now he's going to apply that into our spiritual experience as we as we are connecting to Hashem. The kach and so too, Hashem. When someone has an experience of chachma, of wisdom and knowledge of the greatness of Hashem, how Hashem's greatness is unfathomable and endless, and all before Him is nothing, it's all naught. When a person experiences this in his mind, and over here, even though he's using the term masig, which is in a term or more of a binadiga in uh, um, uh, um, description masik means to grasp and apprehend, but from Zmashma, from the Mitla Rebbe, in the way what he primarily means over here is not so much the chach, the bina diga experience, but he means more a more a more a chachma diga element. It's more about the visualization of seeing godliness. This causes a nullification of one's desire. Levatel es atzmoi legamre neged ratzen Hashem. What it brings to a person is what it leads to, the experience of the 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 the, the, the experience in the mind is that you're not there. Only the Abishter is. You don't feel yourself. You see, it's as we said earlier. It's the, the it's the objectivity of godliness, and the emotional reaction that it's going to bring to a person, the outcome of it, the determination. What's going to be the bottom line? What what am I walking away with from this? How is this going to influence me? What's this going to have on me? Is that this is going to say to me, well, if the Abishter is, and all before him is not and nothing, so his will is what should be 
attended to, not my will. So what that brings is a person, it, brings, it, it nullifies a person's will and it gives himself over to the Yebishter. Negedrat Hashem against the will of Hashem. yud. And that's why this is called a yud, because a yud is a tzimtzum and a bitl. The person becomes a yud. The person becomes a tiny little speck in his own mind instead of being important, big, and uh, you know the center of the universe. You become a tiny little speck, and the Abishter takes is the center of the universe. And now I'm evolving around the Abishter's will. That's my life. My life is now evolving around him, around God's will. Because the yud is the tzimtzum. As we said earlier. And what's this tzimtzum in the human experience? The expansion of a person is what I am, I want, I need. That's, that, that's the expansion. And the bitl, the, the tzimtzum, is the opposite. I, I suddenly, I, I'm not. I don't even know that I'm not. I just know there is an abish there. And I know that God wants what he wants. He wants a mitzvah. And that's what's happening today. A mitzvah is going to happen today. And not just one mitzvah, but that's my, my life today. And the same is also to be mevatel oneself, in thought, speech, and action. As this translates into behavior, what does that mean? The experience of the moichen brings a person, a powerful experience in the, of the moichen, of the, of the mind, when it's particularly based on chachma. What does it leave the person with? A powerful sense of God's truth. And not my truth. I'm not, and he is. And therefore, I'm not going to think. And I'm not going to say, as I want, as I wish. He's not going to say as he, as he wishes. He's going to do as the Eberster wants. Right? So he's, it, it's, it doesn't breathe. It's not, see, what, what he's later going to explain on the, on the flip side of this, when a person doesn't have the Chach experience, but his entire religiosity is based on him feeling, which sadly, you know, many people define that as spirituality. It's a very selfish kind of a thing. I want to feel. I want to feel the tingling. I, I love the feeling, the sensation of it. It's so delicious. It feels so good. It feels so wonderful. So I like uh, whatever. I like this, and I like arts, and I like music, and I like... Well, all the things a person likes, I like this kind of food and that kind of experience, and it's so beautiful to also have spirituality that makes me tingle and makes me feel so good, and that feels great. When, but the Altareb is going to say soon, when it's all about what I feel and what I want, so what do you think happens when your spiritual experience fades away, and it's over, and you're not feeling the sensation anymore? The sensation of the, of, of now it's true, you're really feeling a love to Hashem, to, to, the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the greater reality. You really feel that. But when that fades away, but the essential element over here did not fade away. And what's the essential element? I am looking for to feel good. Now, if I'm not feeling good anymore about the Abishter, now I'm busy with feeling good and other things. So, and what happens if what's available to me to feel good is not exactly consistent with what Shulchan Aruch says? That doesn't matter to me too much because what matters most is what I feel because even when I was into the davening and into the spiritual experience, it was also about me feeling, not about what the Abishter. It was more about me than it was about God. That's the danger of Bina. Well, soon seeing there is a, a mile of Bina. You need to have Bina. If you don't have any Bina, there's a problem. We're going to get to that soon. But first, let's see why it's so important to have the Chachma, 
to have the Abishter dominating in that experience because then God becomes your center. And then even after the davening, your davening was about the Abishter. God filled your space, not yourself. And then after davening, it's about what does the Abishter want? The Abishter wants me to learn now, to do a mitzvah now. You devote yourself like a humble servant to the will of Hashem. But if your davening and experiences are all binadig and only binadig, then, then, then the very davening can lead chas to a person to do things that are not kosher and not good. The davening itself, because had they not davened, had they not gotten excited, they wouldn't get so in touch with themselves and fire up their fire. But now that they fired up their fire and the fire is not directed anymore because you can only direct the fire when you're focused. The focus is over. You're not going to be davening all day. An hour or two later, there's no focus anymore, but you still have a warm heart. Not only have a warm heart, you have a boiling heart. You not only have a boiling heart, you have a bubbling heart. You have a simmering heart. Where is it going to go? It's, that's prime, prime, prime target for, this, for, the, for, the, for the klipa, for the Yetzirah, to get the person. So bina on without chachm is very dangerous. The um, I just contrasted, he's going to explain that soon. He's saying chachma has the opposite effect. It's the abishter is, and, and, and you have to bittle to the abishter's will. This is also drives a person to to humility. Who is the quintessential person? Who is the who is the highest chachma diga man? Who is the energy of chachma? Whose neshama was crafted from chachma substance more than anybody else? Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is 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 and therefore, what is Moshe? Moshe was the most humblest of all people, and Moshe had no clue that he is experiencing God because he didn't even know himself. He, he didn't even feel himself. He, he was just living in a world in an MS of the Eberster. And he, did, and he was just not even there. That's why it said by Moshe. It's so special when you can meet a person who is living in this space. It's, it's, it's a whole different thing. It's a Rebbe. That's why a Rebbe is so attractive. Moshe is a, uh, was very humble because Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama was from Chachma. Gam, now another element associated with this, fear is also related to this. Fear in the sense of fear of Hashem and awe of Hashem. Because as a result of a Chachma experience in which you come up, because the difference between Chachma and Bina is, in Bina, as we said earlier, you're in yourself, you're living within yourself, and you're contemplating godliness from within yourself. You're in you, and you're trying to fit the Abishter in you. In Chachma, you exit yourself and you enter into, into the godliness. Okay? That means Chachma, where are you much closer? Chachma is coming close and Bina is from a distance. Chachma is Mekarez. When, when a person is davening and they merit, now let's not let's understand this, this doesn't happen all the time even if we make an attempt. You have to have a Zakus nefesh, pure soul, you have to have a special schus, give tzedakah before davening, do something really kind and very good, and the Ebishta has ra- and then you break your heart a little bit before davening to do a little tshuva, and the Ebishta has rachmanes on your soul that suddenly, in the middle of davening, you might get a chachma moment where the Ebishta appears to your nefesh. That's what it is. But when you have that experience, you're going to be overtaken by fear. It's going to bring, it's going to lead to a, a yira has to lead to a fear because it's a, it's, 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 you have a, such a close encounter with, with the divine, more even than love. Later the love will come, but it's a moment of like awe, of, of stunning, right? So it says, 
fear also comes from the mind. Vahachachma, see, emphasis. Even though he's talking about Mayach, he said earlier that Mayach is primarily Chachma, not fear. Kumashakasav, as it says, Reish is Chachma Yiras Hashem. That fear comes from the beginning of wisdom, is the fear of God. That sees, shows you that Chachma leads to Yira, to fear. Vigam, there's another Pasik that says, Bechachma Yasad Aretz. With Chachma, Hashem founded the earth. Bechachma with Chachma, Yasad Aretz, Hashem founded the earth. So, what's the idea? Chachma is Koyach. I'm sorry. Chachma, Yasad Aretz. Aretz, Aretz is, is, um, is fear of Hashem. It's called Eretz, because Eretz is Malchus. And we know that the experience of Malchus is, of the king, is fear. And we also say, Ab, which, which really, the idea that Chachma Yasad Aretz, that Chachma is the founder of Aretz, is in Kabbalistic terminology um, expressed as Abba Yasad Brata. The father is the foundation of the daughter. The father is the, father is Chachma, the daughter is Malchus. The father is related Dafka. Chachma is the first attribute, Malchus is the last, and they are connected one with each other. This is the idea, from the Chachma experience comes the what? The, the, comes the fear, the Malchus. Shenikra, Malchus is called Isha Yiras Hashem, the woman that fears God. And therefore, another interesting thing, the bones in a person also come from the, from the brain. We know that... Um, Bone marrow is related and connected to the brain. The, the bones are menamoyach. The Indian, why? The Indian atzamois. What's the thing about atzamois, about bones? Bones are very, very hard. Okay? Bones are very hard. The other parts of the body are soft, soft tissue. The, 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 um, the flesh, the skin. Huh? The organs are all soft, but the bones are firm and hard because when a person from the Chachma experience of a, yids, of a yids, Yiddishkeit, from his Chachma, comes the firmness in his Avodah Hashem, the stability, the, the non-budgingness. I don't budge when it comes to a mitzvah. See, the heart, if your Yiddishkeit is based on the Bina, which is primarily the heart, you're going to have a wish... Up and down, wishy-washy, Yiddishkeit that's going to be all over the place. Today you're saying Tehillim and you're crying and you're davening and tomorrow you're sitting and watching television the whole day. All over the place. That's the experience of Bina. That's the heart. The heart fluctuates. It moves here and there. Chachma is related to father. One of the elements of a father in a home is a father is supposed to be the stability. supposed to be the firm thing that the, the, right? the mother is more this way and that way. Fathers, this is the way it is. Bones, firm. They also stand. And standing, and standing also, the idea of standing, the bones stand firmly up. Standing also means bitl. Because uh, when we refer to Lamaila, the, the Malachim stand means they suddenly became battle. Because movement is a sign of the emotion. It's the opposite of battle. I'm moving means, why, what's moving me? I'm propelled to move. I'm pulling, I'm going somewhere because I want. There is a sense of I am. I want to be there. That's why I'm going there. What happens when a, you'll see it simply. 
When a person becomes stunned, when you hear a laugh, let's say you're walking. Perfect example. Oi, Gavaldic. I'm so happy. This marshal just came to me right now. When you're walking, and suddenly you hear, everybody has to be fully focused for this marshal. Can't say the marshal if there's a tumult eye over here. Because the whole point of the marshal is, right? So you're walking, and suddenly you hear a boom. What, what does everybody do? There is a moment where you stop. Because so you see that stopping and standing, that's bitter. Because you suddenly, you suddenly were overwhelmed. Something was canceled you. Your, 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 your consciousness at this moment halted your self-consciousness. Because you became conscious of that, not of yourself. So you stop. In order to, if I'm going somewhere, it's because I want to go there. Because there's, or else, if it, that, that's the momentum. That's the stimulation. That's stimulating and making me move. So since Chachma brings Bittel, that's why Chachma is Amida, Oimdim, standing firmly in one place. And also, Chachma, we're holding that Tzamashim, Bittel Ratzon, O Bittel Zehu, Bechoyze Gadol, and the Bittel is very, very firm, Vahainu, Machmas Hasmada, because of the, because of the, um, obviously, a person should have this kind of stability in his Yiddishkeit, Coming from the Chachma doesn't mean that if I were married at one time in my life when I was 16 years old to daven well and have a Chachma experience that the rest of my life I'm going to have a firm it, the Chachma is saying Bahasmadas. this is a constant thing we, every day we bring ourselves in the davening or at least we don't do it every day but every once quite, quite at close intervals we activate the Chachma in our nefesh to experience and see godliness in the manner that he spoke about earlier. But kiyas hadas, in, in, in inserting our mind, b'chizek, strongly, b'gdulas Hashem tamid, in the greatness of Hashem all the time. And not that it should pass and just dissipate after David. Ach makol mokom nevertheless, lihiyoyish shamoyach, shahamoyach mayim, since the brain is water, vilechus, and, and moisture, who bebchenas kridus, this is, kridus means coldness. Okay? The person is cold. If you only have a chachm experience, your connection to the abister is always in a state of coolness because, so when you see people who were chachma digiyidin, who were, that they're, you didn't see much eslavos in their davening. Their davening is not fiery, fervory throwing themselves. The davening is more like they stand like a they stand like a like a stone for hours and they don't move. Shuckling is an indication of the fire, of the bina. When you see someone davening from the Chachmashab Nefesh, they're just standing like someone like a servant stands before the king. They're almost motionless. Because they're overtaken by that's what it means, Bikridis. Cool. Now, but the heart, the Abishta didn't just create us with a brain. The Abishta created us with a heart as well. Obviously, the heart has got a very, very powerful uh, something to contribute, something very important to, the experience, to, to contribute to the human experience. But the mile and the quality of the heart. Over there is the element of fire. 
and the thirst. Where the love reveals itself. With flames of fire, literally. Mamish, literally, a person goes on fire. That's what it is. When a yid is davening the way he's taka supposed to daven, and he meditates, and his heart, and he has the bina, the bina, the understanding of godliness, deeply, and goes on fire. Physically, we're looking. Mamish ablaze. There is, he says mamish. It says there's fire. It's not physical fire that we see, but there's, there's heat, and he's burning up. Vikedevish, yeah, as he says, um, ish from within, and that when the heart and the flames are shooting from within him, from the center, from his center of his heart, which is in the center of the person, is shooting out flames because he's, he's, he doesn't know what to do with them. He or she doesn't know what to do with themselves. The lave amok, it's coming from the depth of the person's heart. The nimshach, and this is drawn, and this is stemming from mipchinaz bina. This is coming from the bina of the hearts. This is from the bina. And this is the hey. The reason, the reason when the heart, the heart goes, goes ablaze only when it's about yourself. There has to be some self to it. Because the heart is the heart is you, it's your epicenter. So if your experience of the Elikus is, not, is totally only about the Abishter and it's not, there's nothing about you and not even how, it's not connecting you to him, there's no excitement. Watch it. But if it's, the Abishter is great and he's great for me, I feel, I feel myself, and that's what the Bina is. Bina is, Bina is taking it into me, taking it into myself, and when I do, and that's the idea of the expansion of the bina, the expansiveness of, of bringing it into, 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 into one's understanding till it fills every fiber of one's mental uh, space. You fill, you completely fill that with, 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 with understanding, with appreciation. How it makes sense, how beautiful and magnificent and wonderful the Abishter is, God is. What happens next? That causes expansion in the heart as well. Now the heart that feels it and says, "This is terrific. This is amazing." And this is hey. This is the hey. That has an expansion. To length and to width. The the expansion of the midas of Ava of love. This is the koinen shamayim. That Hashem establishes Shamayim Bisavuna with understanding. What does that mean? Interesting. He says Shama, that Bina is responsible for Shamayim. We said earlier, Chachma is responsible for Oretz. Oretz is Bittel. Everybody steps on the earth. Oretz is Bittel, nullification. Who's responsible for Bittel? Chachma is responsible for Bittel. Who is responsible for Shamayim? Shamayim is responsible, um, Bina. What's Shamayim? Shamayim, he says, is made out of Esh. It's interesting. It's very, I never saw this in a Mayimah. Usually we say Shamayim is a mix of Esh and Mayim. Adarabha, when you hear the word Shamayim, you hear Mayim more than you hear Esh. No, the Shin is only at the beginning. You don't even have the Aleph, but you have the whole world Mayim. 
For some reason, in this mimer, he is saying, Shamayim is the element of fire. Nimshach mipchenas tvuna. It is drawn from tvuna. nimshach, and from this is what creates within a person. One's heart is vayigba, is elevated, is 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 broadened b'darkei Hashem in the ways of Hashem. That a person serves the Eibushter with a, with an expansiveness, with a broadness, with an openness, as opposed to being completely humble, being completely not noticed. Which vayigba liv b'darkei Hashem. Sometimes it's needed, right? person has to make a bold move in their life in terms of community and community of influence they, they can have on people or whatever it is. And they need to have their, the, the guts and the, the thing to go ahead and do it. That's why you need vayig baliba, you need the confidence. If you only have the chachma ability with total bittal and nullification, you don't really have it. You need to have the expansion. And, 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 and right? So v, 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 as the Pasuk also says, halcha I, will grow, I will go with broadness. So from the heart comes the flesh. That's the flesh. My heart and my flesh, Yeranan, will sing to the Abishter. Bones come from Chachma. Flesh, which is red, right, um, um, bloody, which means full of, full of blood, full of kach, full of excitement. Yeranan will sing to the Abishter. And in truth, a person needs to have these two bechinois of moyach and lev. You need both. What's the quality of fire? We spoke about water. Water is bittel. What's greater than having bittel to Hashem? Why do you need to have this fire element? And the answer is that the quality of fire is that with fire you can change something. Fire cooks, changes something. If your Avodah Hashem is only with Chachma, even though you are going to be doing the Eberster's will all the time, nullified to God's will, but you are not going to change. The very essential person is going to remain who, who it is. The person's a lowly person, he's lowly. He's mevatel his will and doing the Eberster's will. But you didn't rectify the you. you you're, you're overriding you. You're not changing you. Understand? The Abishta wants two things. The Abishta wants us to be bottled to him, but the Abishta also wants us to be in a relationship with him. And we should be together with him, as opposed to only bottled to him and only nullified by him. So if we have only been a, and there's too much self in our relationship, there's no space for the Abishta. If we only have Chachma, in our relationship, so there's only space for God, and there's no space for self, and therefore there's no change. There's no you in it, and there's no pure you, there's no beautiful you. So in order to change, because the only way a person is gonna change his emotions and his feelings is if he burns them up in the fire, in the fervor of, of his Yiddishkeit, in the emotion, in the, in the excitement, in the passion of being a Yid. Slowly you change your passions. We're all born with a very earthy side, with a very physical, materialistic side, material self. And as we learn, we study, and become more familiar with the godly, we begin to change, and we get holy excitement, we begin to change the nature of our midas, to love, to love the Eberster. 
So that's where you cook something. And it gets changed through fire to become another substance. Which is in the case without fire. Something is going to remain on its original state. So too. Through fire, you see, you pour water. Let's say you spill water on something for even for a long time. I mean, a long time, you're going to let it sit there, it's going to erode. But you're not going to really do anything. Thing is not going to change. You put it into over in fire, it's going to change. You can convert the middos of one's animal soul. Two things. And also, you need to have, sometimes you need to have guts. Sometimes you need to have confidence, and you don't get that if your relationship with the Abishter is only chachmadeg. Then when you have the bina, it develops you. The gam is One has a strong heart, right? And you have the ability to. However, the maila, the quality of the mind, is is greater. Because from the moyach is where we get the strength and the durability of bitl of our will. In our thoughts, speech, and actions. To be bottled to the abister and everything. And in order there should be bitl b'payol mamish. Which ultimately is what the abister wants. Fulfillment of mitzvahs is the most important thing. We actually do what we need to do. Feeling what we need to feel is extra credit. It's extra special. But the main thing is, Zekala Adam, as mitzvahs of Shemoyer, Pasik says, fearing God, as mitzvahs of Shemoyer and observing the mitzvahs, ki Zekala Adam, that's the bottom line of what the human being is all about. And that you get from Chachma, not so much from Bina. This is Chachma makes the founds earth. A person is only going to be a Shulchan Aruch Yid. Following accurately the Shulchan Aruch, only if his Yiddishkeit is Chachma energized. If his Yiddishkeit is Bina energized, he's going to cut corners. He's going to do which parts of Shulchan Aruch he likes because his Yiddishkeit is all based on a Bina experience, which is all about my understanding, my feelings. And therefore I like so and so, these mitzvahs feel good for me. This is, I can't figure out why this has to be this way. And therefore I can, I, I can, I, I don't, don't follow it exactly. So Yiras Hashem comes from the bitl, which is related to Moachach. Chena and the same is also humility. Same idea, Iker Gadol is a very great principle, a very great foundation in a person's connection to Hashem. Ach, Harayim Bezafechem. There are two opposites now. Mayim Ve'esh, water and fire. The avoid is not like, okay, for the first 30 years of my life, I'm going to do Chachma Yiddishkeit. And then afterwards, I'm going to attempt with Bina Yiddish. It doesn't work that way. We're supposed to harmonize these two things together. To figure, to create a balance in which both of them operate together. Which, in, and in a manner that the Chachma dominates over the Bina. The Moyach Shalit Alalev. The mind has to rule over the heart. And that is not only a rule that we usually think, as mentioned earlier, means that my heart has all kinds of negative cravings, I do what's right, not what my heart wants, and I control my Yitzhahara. No, it means even in my Yiddishkeit, 
the dominant force in every aspect, in, in, in my davening and my learning and everything that I'm doing, has to always be dominated by the by the bittel element. The bittel has to be, it has to be at least probably about 80% bittel and maybe 20% um, fervor and excitement that's you. Most of it is a bittel to the Yebishter. There has to be peace amongst them. We're going to see that the difference between Karhanim and Leviim. Karhanim, their service to Hashem was very quiet. Karhanim were, were, the Karhanim were not a noisy group. They did their work quietly and with absolute bittel. The Leviim, they were singing, screamed out, Now the Leviim, Hashem says, I'm appointing the Leviim to be subservient to the Karhanim. The Yolavu Elecha, they should be accompanying you. The Kahanim are the. We have to make peace between them. There has to be something that attaches them. For them to be mamish, two friends. They're called two friends that are never supposed to be separated. And this is what we mean, peace in the higher abode. That's in the higher, in the higher up of the human soul, which is the Chachman Bina, over there you have to synchronize it together. That the mind should rule over the heart. The heart creates the Ratzai, the racing. As, as, the, as it says in Sefer Yitzira, if your heart is racing, but afterwards, there has to be a... a the opposite of racing. Racing is you're racing out of yourself, and shuv is you're complying with what the Abishter tells you to do. I will tell you to learn, and even if you don't have a geshmak in it, even if you don't necessarily enjoy learning halacha, or so, or so, you do it with Kabbalah, because Hashem said, that's called shuv, returning to responsibility. Responsibility. It's not always, it's not always the thing that I enjoy or I love and makes me feel good. It's more what what I'm needed for, what I what I needed, what the job that I, that I that I've been given. So that's the shuv, v'huwa ikr, and that's the ikr, v'gam be'inyan. And then we also find, and the second inyan that we spoke before, which one is more important, the person having anava, humility, or the person having confidence? And v'yig his heart is broad. Which one is greater? Well, Chazal say a Talmud Chacham needs to have one sixty fourth of Shminish uh, Shminis, a 64th of Gaiva, of, of uh, I don't want to say haughtiness, maybe, maybe there's no word, yeah. He has to have a, a pride, better word, pride is a better word. He has to have a 64th of pride, an eighth of an eighth, a 64th chilek. But what do you see from here? That means he can't be totally battle and never, that means he never, he never stands up for himself. Because he's so bottle, and who am I? Because he's so talk about a real bottle. He's bottled not because he's, uh, you know, he had a problem growing up or whatever. He's bottled because he comes to a deep understanding of godliness. He learned, he learned Torah, and he and he and he, and he davens, and he has, and he learned a lot of Hasidus, and he has a very deep understanding of the Abishta's greatness. Therefore, he's a nothing in his own mind, meaning nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't feel himself, and therefore, no matter what anybody does to him, Isaiah never opens his mouth to come to. Uh, to, to uh, confront anybody. That's not good. You have to have a, 
You have to have a, a, a stand. Oh, Shemini Yishe B'Sheminis, it's an, it's an eighth of an eighth. But what's with all the rest? The rest of the, outside the eighth of the eighth, you have to have Bittal and Anava. So you see here that it's not a proportion, it's a, it's a, uh, it's disproportionate. You have much more Chachma and a little bit of Bina. More, more Anava than Vayig Baliboy. Vayig Baliboy is needed at certain times. The humility is har beyoser. Beyoser mipchenas vayig baliboy. You have to have more of that than vayig baliboy. That That's why Chazal also tell us how mispalil when someone is davening tzarech lechroya, something so amazing. Oy, this is gavaldik. A person is davening, he has to bow down until he sees Isar Keneged Liboy. Until he sees Isar generally means a coin opposite his heart. That means, I, I really, I, I remember looking this up years ago, and I remember checking it up, and I didn't do it in a long time. Before I give you the Hasidic interpretation of what he says, I did want to look this up, Pevav, one minute, and see the simple meaning of what it means. And then I'll, we'll, we'll do that. So give me just one second here. Pevav, Amid Gimel, I'm spal tzarech, Brachis Tavchav Ches. Want to bring me a Brachis Gemara? Tavchav Ches. I don't know if the art scroll has, but yeah, bring me those, yeah. We are. Yeah, soon. In a few minutes. Not right now. What was it? Oh, why did I do that? I lost the place. So it says over here, I'm a spallow. So it says over here like this. Oh, here we are. says, A person, when he davens and you bow, you have to bow down so low until they will bend all the vertebrae in the spine. You have to go down enough that you make a full bow. It's not enough to give it a little like this. Oh, hold on, no. First it says, until all the spine. Ula Amar, Ula says, What does that mean? Oh, I thought this what it was, but... I I I I I don't want to say okay. When you're bowing down, you have to do it in a way that when you're bowing, so towards your heart over here, you're bowing, you're causing the the flesh, the 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 to crease. So you have to go so down so low until you're gonna get like two creases, what he, Rashi says, two creases with a nice 
it, it helps when you have a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, flesh on you. Then you, when you bow down, you're cr- causing a crease in your in your flesh, and it's in the middle between the two creases is enough of a size of an iser of a coin. That's what Chazal described. That's how low. So according to this, you see from here that a people that according to Chazal, you can't be super fit. Because if you're super fit, there's no schmaltz left to create the iser keneged libay. The, 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 but anyways, so you can get a hatter, okay. So the iser, but the Alter Rebbe now explains it according to Chassidus. What does that mean? Iser means to tie. It means a knot. When you're davening, you're bittel to the Abishter. Bowing is the bittel, is the chachma. During davening, the whole davening is supposed to be a, a blend of chachma and bina, moyach and leif. But the bowing down, those are the moments of what? Where chachma suddenly expands, and, the, and that's why you're, you're, you're suddenly nullified in front of Hashem. And the nullification has to be so powerful and so strong until it goes and it makes a knot on the heart. That the heart should not be out of control. That the mind should be able to be shallot should be able to lock the heart, to, to get full control over the heart, that, 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 it, that during the day it shouldn't be what I want, it should be what the, the heart wants. The heart is full of what, 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 what it likes, what it wants. The mind has to get such dominion over the heart that for the, for the, at least till the next time you're going to daven, it will be moyach shalat alalev. What's right is always more important than what I want. What's correct is always more important. As it says last week in the parsha, she will not a not. Talking about when someone makes a nether. You have to tie down the the hamshacha from the brain. to the heart. The moyach should take such control over the heart. The yiskaimu beis hamaylas. And the person will, 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 will merit to have Beis HaMailas, both qualities. Shebemoyach Veleif. You're going to have both of them. It's not Chatz no heart. But you need the heart. But always a, a, the, 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 um, the blend has to be more moichin than that. And the same was also the Karhanim and the Levim. The avoid of the Karhanim was Bechashoi. The void of the Kahanim was in silence. Which is from Chachma. The Levim and the Levim, Beshir of Zimra, and the Levim service was very noisy with singing. Pchenas Ratzai with an inflamed passion. Uksiv Gabal Levim, and it says by the Levites, the Yalavu Elecha, they shall accompany you, the Yeshusuchan, they shall serve you. That the Levim are second to the Kahanim. They're bottled to the kahana, which means that the heart has to be bottled to the mind. Okay, now, before I continue, just for a minute. I'd like to read to you further on this idea. Okay, hold on one second. I want to read to you from the Mittler Rebbe's Mimer, which is an explanation on this Mimer. 
You see this, this mimer over here that's two pages. In the middle of Rebbe's mimer, it's a half a book. It's very long. But over here, one second. I just want to read just one very interesting thing. This is in Mamare Admiram Tsai, page page one thousand seven hundred and ninety-one. Tafshin Sadik to understand. How can the heart have an espilus? That the heart should be synchronized with the mind. And the heart should not be in its own page. Since it's the nature of the, I'm not reading inside now, from there, I'm reading from somewhere else. The nature of the excitement of the heart to Bahargasha is very much when you sense, La'atzma, you sense yourself. Dafka. And the way the mind gets excited is that it goes out. The mind gets out of itself. It's objective. The heart is all about how I feel. And the mind is bottle by Metzius. And how do the two work together? I think that what we're going to read now is so important in understanding spirituality. Um, in, the, in the root of the hispilus of the heart, whenever the heart gets excited, when you feel your excitement, there is a mixture of good and bad in it. And since, that the heart is always in a sense of a feeling, to sense for oneself, in a manner of light, energy, and energy, it makes you feel good. It satiates your soul. Bemurgish, with a very conscious sensation. Mo'or, from the light, and the godly light. Whether it's with a godly pleasure, or it's with a feeling, either it's a divine pleasure, or it's with love, or it's with awe, with fear. Or a very, very, um, a very sensational longing. Or a very joyous one, the tuv levav, and a very good-hearted experience. From one's closeness, and you're feeling very much that you're getting close. Even though the person is feeling it, it's not. In other words. In it, in itself, just feeling the feeling, the, feeling the sensation of it is not chas bad. Where you say, like you say, that certain sadaka that people do, that Chazal say about chesed that is being done. Sometimes they say chesed of the nations. It's done legarmeyo. It's done for one's own self image. It's a person. It's not. It's not done for pure motives. So you say that he says it's not that way. Eloava, we're talking about love, the simcha, we're talking about joy, we're talking about and a godly delight, mamish. It's like a person did a mitzvah. 
worked hard and you did a big mitzvah, you worked on something and it was successful, and you have simcha shal mitzvah, you learned, you sat for two, three hours, you went to a shir, and you learned, shegam your heart is enjoying the fact, you're having, it puts you in a good mood. I did a mitzvah. And I learned This is not that, oh, look at this, I'm so selfish, I'm so self-conscious. I'm so... This is not a separation from godliness. Because the joy and the love it's it's like, it's from the Asik of the Torah and the mitzvah. So what is it that you're happy and your heart is enjoying it? It says, It says, serve Hashem with joy. He says, But why don't we say it's a mixture of good and bad? When, you're, when, when, when the excitement of the mitzvah, of what happened, goes away. With the joy and the love that you had during davening, the Torah mitzvahs, and the sense of the Abishter that you did the Abishter's mitzvah. And that dissipates. And now, when that goes away, and all you're left with is the feeling of self, you're feeling in yourself in this elevated state. Now you feel terrific about yourself. Vidover Godel, and now you're important. Ooh, now I'm important in my own eyes. See, then that's, that, that's the next stage. It says, as long as the joy is, you're besimcha from what happened. The moment it, it leaps over into, okay, now I'm important in my own eyes. Vyakara erech, bemailasu madregas advekus. And now I'm, look, because I, I had vekus to the Abishta. Ulios mativ lavavoi, in which he feels it good in his heart. That he arrived to this, the other guy doesn't have it. I do have it. Suddenly he's walking around feeling a little bit above other people because of his own spirituality or his own whatever he thinks he achieved. And his heart is elevated. And he's rising himself up with that. It speaks about the people that are called Anche Shame, the men of a name. They wanted to buy themselves a name. And now he says some extreme examples. And like people that are, people that are, um, are like fakers, really. People that are tzavua. means people that are dishonest. They clothe themselves in a garment of fear and of love. And serving Hashem. But their outside is not like, their inside is not like their outside. Because they are prepared to do any type of bad. In actuality. There's two groups in this. People that are doing it on purpose. They know they're trying to deceive the world. In order to become big, and to make a living off it, and the people should, and, and to gather wealth. Because he's a, he's a special person. Look. And it's all just a, a show for others. It's not. 
the Habeis, but then there is something deeper, another group, Shemutim Biyatsma, they, they, it's not to deceive others, but they're deceiving themselves. Umedamim Benafsham, they appear in their own minds, Shakal Levav and Hashem, that their heart is really looking for the Yebishter, Be'emes, with truth, Be'avavir, with love and fear. Lefisha Mesiagim Benafsham, because they toil hard, until they get very excited. As soon as his heart gets warmed up with an warmth, with an excitement, suddenly he feels holier than thou, holier than everybody else. And then their heart is really deceiving them. Because their internal kavana, if that's the way you're feeling, that means that your inner kavana is not at all for the sake of God. Their hispilus that they had was not even a godly hispilus. It's not the greatness of Hashem. To bring their heart close to Him, do they desire. Because a fool does not want, as the Pasuk says, that a fool doesn't want understanding. Does he enjoy? This is already the bad. The the Erev Rav that mixed into the Jewish people. See, but he's saying is like this. If the pleasure and the enjoyment and the simcha and the sensation is not what it is about, I'm davening now because the Abishter wants me to get close to him. Because this is what God wants me to do. And this is my mission. This is my, and this is the, the Abishter expects this from me. And that's why I'm davening. And in the course of davening, I experience spontaneous sensation and enjoyment from it. Go ahead. Not only is that permitted, but that is actually that's actually a, a good thing because that's what's going to help you to change yourself to be a different person, an elevated person. But if the intention is for the sensation of the experience of, for one's own self and that's what they're rooted in, then, 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 then it's not about the Yevishter. And then it's not, it's not a good thing. Okay. So there's a mixture of Tevir. I just thought when I was reading this today that it's uh, pretty, pretty interesting. He says that the, the sign, oh, he says, what's the sign? How do you know which one it is? Sometimes it's very hard. These things are very hard to be honest with yourself and to know where is it really coming from? What is it all about? He says there are two things that you can, a litmus test. Um, when you're, all right, one second. I'll read it inside because I think it's a very important aspect of Avodah. He says, The sign and the simen. That you've gotten the good out of the ra. You've taken the good and separated it from the negative part that's in this hispilus. There are two things. During the time of davening itself. 
Shenikra Krava, which is called war. In your Muhammad, which is the idea of a war, you do it as no. The Kashar is spilas alakispa ava a yira metoichlev nishbar. When your excitement, your your warmth, the excitement in the heart is accompanied with a broken heart. Vinitka and a crushed heart. Beshiflis with a sense of lowliness. Vachna and submission. Ubusha and you feel ashamed with yourself. Mikol nige levavai from a person knowing all the all the all the all the inflictions, all all the all the blemishes of his heart. Shiyadeya ba'atzmoy the person knows in himself. Shenesrachik mo'oid mo'or penei melechayim that he's very distant from the light from the from the continents of Hashem's face. Um is bayish and he feels ashamed. V'noifal libay mo'oid and his heart falls. His heart literally falls, meaning he he's very humbled. But then, you don't stay by that. He comforts himself during the davening. And he says, But you know what? I'm so low, but I can still come close to Hashem. If that's what you're experiencing, that's a very good sign. That's a sign of holiness. You feel unworthy. You feel, what am I doing even here in this space? And then you, you encourage yourself. You need to encourage yourself to get into the davening again. And to... Vahazaza, and then what happens is because you're so humble, so you don't want anything for yourself. all the alien desires. and not to continue being connected to them. a nullification of one's desires. he says this is called bar levav, a pure heart. This is the main kavan in the heart should come to a bitl from other desires, but penimiously liboy in the innermost of his heart. He has one heart. It doesn't mean that forever. Okay, the fact that a week later or even a few hours later, my heart again craves something. That doesn't mean that it wasn't true. The davening. It means what am I walking away at right after davening? Do I have? Am I, am I left? If I want to know if that 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 spiritual experience that I experienced by davening, was it MS, was it true, was it really godly, is at this moment, I don't have any other desires but to do what the Eberster wants me to do. So my interest is now to learn, who can I help? You sit down and you think, who can I go help? Who needs me to reach out to them for help? Oh, why am I, th- why am I suddenly thinking about other people and what they need? That's, that, that's the sign. But if afterwards... I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, now how do I satiate my other desires, my physical desires? I just now daven so well, now I can go have my, I can go have my breakfast. <laughs> so what is that? So it's just carrying over seamlessly. The, the I from here and the I from here is just continuing. The godly, that he's, it, 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 it disintegrates. From every longing, verotzen shall hevel, and every silly desire, rak l'shem levadei, va'afkam zois yeh bepchenas espailas azoi atzma biltim regeshes ba'atzmoi, and and then and even this desire that is to Hashem should be not so felt, meaning not so conscious of the fact that I'm feeling it. Lius mezayesh v'davar for me to become so important in my own eyes of who I look how I daven. Ma yashredava ma rakshakol chefzei chukasi likolil. 
His whole desire is to be absorbed. It's amazing. It's at the end of davening or middle of davening, you're feeling, you don't even care if you're going to have Olam Haba, if you're going to have the, the reward of Olam Haba. It's not, it's about, you're just drawn to this MS, to the truth. That I'm going to get myself a nice big piece of Gan Eden. It's like a person is striving. Ooh, I want to reach something. I want to have something. I want to reach this level. I want to reach... What's that? That's about self. He wants to, 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 to be absorbed. He wants to be, he wants to, he wants to be like the flame that becomes lost in a bigger, in a bigger thing. To be absorbed in the body of the king. This is called, like it says by Chana, she poured her soul out. Even though you're not going to experience anything anymore. You're going to be totally nullified in God, in the Abish. Okay, hold on, I'm just going to skip a little bit here. Avali says, obviously, we're talking over here about refined birurim, refined purifications. You know, today, if someone comes to Minyan and he davens, is already also something to celebrate. Right, but still, it's important to know and to understand there are deeper purifications that need to happen. Because once a person has gotten past the basics, that's only where it begins getting rid of evil. It only starts after you start if you've already gotten yourself together. And that what the you know, and then you want to get you want to cleanse yourself in the subtleties in the inner world. So he gives an example of when it's only in the external part of the heart. It's just an external heat. It's just a natural heat. What's the sign? The person wants to feel. I need to feel. I want to feel. Conscious. This is all like... He says these words. Even though he's making a big ruckus by davening. He davens very loud. He aimed by Lev Nishbar because he doesn't have a broken heart. Usually, when you have a broken heart, you're not making, you're not davening so loud because you're so broken. You're just quietly sitting there under your talus and you're heartbroken. So, the, the fact, Vahna doesn't have the humility. Ubusha doesn't have the shame cloud. And his unholy desires, he's not nullifying. With the innermost of his desire, the heart cannot. He wants to approach godliness with all of his taiva and with all of his garapkite of self as he is with the entire coarseness and density of his being vigeus and with haughtiness like this he wants to experience he also wants to be from those who serve the Abishter as well and he, cry, and he cries out he cries out with an external sound, there's no bittel, there's no nullification, there's no disintegration, 
V'alkein al ze Omar, on this it says, it's a Pasuk in Eicha, Nosna olai bekoila, they gave to me with their voice, only with their voice, but there's no heart in that voice. Alkein seneisia, that's why I hated it, the Eivishter says. The soifoi mechiach, what's the sign? Shemiyad achar atfila, right after davening, when he has his, he had his spiritual sensation, when his heart feels all terrific about how good he davened, walks off with his, with his wild heart, exactly as it was before, and he gets excited and passionate with an unholy fire, with the fire for that's the first simon, and what the second simon is, that's me. Okay. He says most people, if you daven the first way, if you daven the first way, uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to learn Torah after davening, study and learn. If you daven the second way, you had your fill. Now you can go, and uh, there's no interest in Torah study. And, and okay. Anyways, we're gonna do a little bit of a break over here. And then we're going to continue. I know we didn't finish till Dalit, and we'll finish soon. Take a few minute break. Okay, everyone, we continue. The share continues. We're going back into the Mimer. Vehine, now behold, is on top of the second line in the second column on page 172. Vehine shalom, now this shalom, to be able to bring these two opposite forces in the human being into total um, integration, one with the other, in the heavenly abode, just like we learned earlier in the Mimer last week. Then in order to bring a peace between Chachma and Bina up there, the two opposite forces, that's through bringing the Orein Soifin, which causes a bitl in the Chachma and in the Bina, that the two should be able to connect to each other. So the same is also inside the human being as well, in order to be able to connect the Chachma and the Bina in the person, which is the Moach and the Lev, a person has to draw forth something higher than both of them. Is who are That is through this Torah study. Because when you're learning Torah, you're bringing down the Abish this Ratzain. And Ratzain is higher, it's Keser. It's higher than Chachma, and it's higher than Bina. It's above Chachma and Bina. And this is what makes peace between these two forces. Like we said earlier, what enables the Yud Kevavke to flow, the Yud and the He, is the, the Koitz, the thorn that's on the Yud. So too, in the soul itself, there is also a kutz yud, which you have to evoke. And where do you get to your kutz yud? Where do you get the point of your yud? In your own soul, where do you get it? You get it from, from learning Torah. It is the, the pure willpower that's higher than reason. And from this comes what we call the, the higher das, that attaches and unifies Chachma and Bina. Because we know, we know das is a connector. Das connects the mochin to the midas. 
And Das also connects, there's a Das Elyon, a higher Das that connects Chachma and Bina together. So this is the higher Das that's drawn, uh, which is Mayach which is the mind and the heart. V'hainu, and that is, because when a person learns when a learns, person learns it's in a state of bittel. Can here's the thing, what is needed, what is needed most in order to be able to harmonize these various different forces, is we said earlier when things are bottle. When things are bottle, then they can coexist one with the other. When things are not bottle, when everybody's doing their own thing, then 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 they clash with each other. Okay. Now, in which one does it need more bittel? Does the mayach need more bittel, or does the lev need more bittel? Obviously, the heart. The, 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 brain, the mind is anyways an entity of bittel. Now, the mind needs bittel in the sense that the mind needs to be told that it needs to have an ego as well. The mind is bittel. The mind has to be told you need the bina as well. The, one, the Talmud Chacham who is totally nullified and nullified, needs to be told that he needs a shminis shebishminis. And that might be hard for him to do. So he has to be mevatal, his humility, to be able to do what the Yevishter wants. So there had, I'm saying, what I'm trying to bring out is that just because Chachma is bitl doesn't mean that Chachma itself, because it's bitl, can't connect to Bina. It needs a power higher than Chachma to connect him to Bina. Because Chachma, because he's bitl, wants to be bitl. He enjoys being bitl. You need bottle not because that's who you are. You need bottle because that's what you want. And why do you want it? Because the Abishta wants it. You hear the, the difference? There can be bittle because, because you're bottle. Or there can be bittle because that's the right thing to do to be bottle. So if it's bottle because that's the nature of Chachma to be bottle, then it's only bottle. Then, then, then Chachma never will, will, will make peace with Bina, who, is, who, is, uh, who has self. Because the Chachma is like, what's this? What the room? But when the chachma is bottled because it knows this is the purpose of creation, that there needs to be a power of chachma in the person that is bottled, then he is serving the abishter, and the bina, which is full of self and full of and, and bina that creates the love, the heart, which is a heart by its nature is full of of I want. Now that heart is humbled, and the love that the heart has becomes a humble kind of a love. Remember we saying. The love of the heart, by the nature, leave the heart to its own device and it becomes full of ego. It becomes full of, I love the Abishter. The Abishter is just a little detail in I love. It's not about the Abishter, it's about I love. Oh. But we say, Love God your God with all your heart. And then we say, Love him with all your soul. What's the difference between loving Hashem with all? So one of the, one of the explanations the Altareb is giving over here is when you're loving Hashem with all your heart, that's more a, a, a bina diga love, a bina that's not connected with Chachma. It's very heart, very fiery, very ish. You want to have a, we want, you want an ish that's blended with the moisture. That's b'chol nafshecha with all your soul. Why? Chazal say because Chassidus explains means connect your machshava to the Abishter's machshava. How are you realizing your love to Hashem? So there's, see, generally a person loves the Abishter. What does he feel? He's feeling a passion. He's feeling a fervor. He's feeling a yearning. He's overtaken by this powerful thirst and longing to get close. That's 
Bechol nafshecha means what? In all your koiches and nefesh, love the Eibishter. Have dveikos in Hashem in all your koiches. Your thoughts, don't think your thoughts, think what the Eibishter, Hashem's thoughts, and therefore connect your thought to the Eibishter's thoughts. When you're speaking, don't think, don't speak your, your, your words, think, speak the Eibishter's words. So you're connecting your dibur to the Eibishter's dibur. In action, don't be and that's also love. You want to be close to Hashem all the time. So my thoughts want to be connected to his thoughts. My speech want to be connected to his speech. My action wants to be connected to his actions. But this kind of a love is a more bitlediger love than the fire of the love, of the passion, of the fervor itself. The fire, the fervor, the passion itself is all about self. It's about the sensation of the love. Over here, it's more about other Over here... I'm, I'm not into myself. I'm into the connection. So the love is a more, I think it's a far more silent kind of a love. And, he, and, he, and the, as the Mithla Deb explains, it's like after, after davening, if, the, if right after davening what you're doing is you're learning halacha, you're learning gemara, you're learning halacha, you're learning, which doesn't come close to the sensation of davening for those who really daven. It's a real letdown. But you're doing it, why? Because you love the Abishter and you want to speak his words. So when you're learning his words, it's his words. And your thoughts are not thinking your thoughts. You, think you want to enter into the Abishter's world and you're learning the Abishter's thoughts. His thoughts. Is, so there's a bittle in the love over here. It's a bittle in the love. As opposed to if you're leaving it only we spoke earlier, if you're leaving it just with the sensation of all your heart, and then you're not willing to, after davening, to cleave your thought to his thought, your speech to his speech. Why? Because that's not interesting. I, 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 I enjoyed loving, and now I enjoy loving something else, where I'm going to get sensation somewhere else. So that's what he's saying over here. Because um, when you're learning Torah, you're, 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 you're having bitl. Eilecha Hashem nafshi esa. To you, Hashem, I connect my soul. My thoughts, I'm connecting to your thoughts. Dibur bedibur, my speech to your speech. The way I understood this, I was learning it from the middle of it seemed like. In order to have the mind dominate the heart, the heart itself, the love of the heart, the heart can't be. If the heart is completely out of control, if the heart is... Is, is the, if, the, if the love that the heart has experienced is a very selfish kind of a love, it's very hard to make shalom bias with the mind. Very But if when you're experiencing the love to the Abishter, you're creating, you're facilitating from the very beginning a more humble kind of a love. Where the love is about machshava b'machshava, dibur b'dibur, maisa b'maisa, connecting, as opposed to the sensation of the love itself of what I'm feeling in it, then the heart, even though there's excitement, but the heart is more ready to accept the dominion of the mind, as opposed to when the heart is so full of himself. So he's saying over here, we're you're connecting my thoughts to the And he says these words here, these, Shaloyiyahaspailis, that the excitement of the heart in the love will not be 
in a very egotistical manner. Ani oyev. Or no, yesh ani oyev. I am a somebody that loves. Yesh ani, and I am a somebody that, whatever. Ella, look how beautiful he, he creates a love, the Alter Rebbe over here, that is so, it's so un, unassuming of self. Ella, bipchinas, in the manner of all your soul, bitl nullification. How? Ki nafshi esa. I'm giving you back. What, what's what's the drive in the love? Hashem, I'm lifting my soul up to you. Why? Mipnei. Hear this. Sha'at little because you're going to take it anyways from me in the future. What does he mean by that? I think he's referring to what he says in Perik Mem Malaf in Tanya, chapter 41 in Tanya, when the Alter Rebbe says that when we before we learn. Every day before we learn Torah, we should make a cheshbin like this, a kavana. We should think for a moment. What's the kavana? The kavana is like this, we, which is derived, a meditation that is derived from a lekai neshama shenasatabi that we say in the morning. In the morning we say, lekai neshama shenasatabi, you gave me a neshama. Tahiri, she's pure, okay, you gave her. Atta, and then atta asid, kolzman, I thank you, Hashem. Atta asid litlami menem, so before that, you're going to take it away from me and then you're going to give it back to me. So the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya what you're really, the, one of the things that you want to take out of this is like this. The neshama that you gave into me is your neshama. It was by you for thousands of years. You put it into my body. In the end, you're going to take the neshama back and it's going to, be, it's going to cleave to you again. It's going to become totally back unified with you. In the interim, in the, mean, in the meanwhile, in the middle, there is a period of time that the neshama is inside a body. So it's, at this time, it's a It's not like it was for thousands of years. It's not like it's going to be for millions of years in the future. Where is the neshama? If there's a little time that the neshama is outside, so to speak, of godliness. So therefore, Abishter, if my neshama was once part of you then, and it's going to be part of you in the future, I might as well make it part of you even while I'm alive. So now I'm lifting my neshama up to you throughout the day. I'm going to busy myself with you. My thoughts are going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to insert my thought into your thoughts. I'm going to insert my speech into your speech. I'm going to insert my actions into your actions. So I'm again enveloped in you. So we never left. I was in you. I'm going to be in you later. It's a short period of time, a good 120 years that I'm in a consciousness outside of you. This is ridiculous. Why should I be in this consciousness? I want to lift myself back up. In, into that MS like it always was, like it was and like it will be. So it should be this way now as well. This is a humble love. It's not about the, the sensation of I want to feel and I need to. It, it's, it's, this is the reality. This is the MS and this is the way it ought to be. Now there's an excitement there. We're talking about love. It's not cold, dry, mathematic calculation. This is where it was. This is where it's going to be. And this is where I'm going to put it now. That's not what it is. There is a love, there is a feeling, there is an excitement to go back into it. But it's a very egoless love. And that's what the Alter Rebbe is driving home in this entire uh, piece over here. Is that the, that, that Avas Hashem, spirituality has to be a humble spirituality and a selfless spirituality. And that is when you keep the moichen dominating over the midos and the ability to do that, that gives you to do that is... Torah study. Torah study gives us that, that ability because Torah brings bittel and where there is bittel the heart too becomes bottle and it's willing to accept the 
authority of the mind and to be battled to it. The Indian, so this is the Shalom that is in the higher abode. So now we begin Sivdalim. The Indian, Ashalom, Bepamal, Yashalmata. And the Shalom, now this piece I, I'm gonna, I, I didn't, um, like, I don't really understand quite a bit of it, especially at the end. Maybe, maybe it'll come together. The Indian, Ashalom, Bepamal, Yashalmata, the piece that happens, Bepamal, Yashalmata, in the lower abode. We said if you learn Torah, you make peace up there and peace lower. Remember, if you remember in the, in the Mimer earlier last week, he spoke about that Pamalia Shamayla means to make peace in Chachma and Bina, and Pamalia Shamata means to make peace between Chesed and Bina, Chesed and Gevura. That's called the lower, making peace in the Yutke and making peace in the Vavke. Now remember, he said now that the person's own Neshama is also has an upper an upper floor, Chachma and Bina, and then there is the lower. Now, but you can't say that pa- making peace in the lower pamal yoshamata means making peace between the chesed and the gevura of the neshama, the love and the fear, because that's really what he already explained now in this piece. It's already it's synchronizing the heart, the two movements, the fire and the water. We already did that. So obviously, making shalom between the chesed and the gevura that he's going to talk about over here is going to incorporate another element, and that is making peace between the Nefesh Elikis and the Nefesh Bahamas. We have an animal soul. And the animal soul is primarily a lefty. It comes from the left side. The Nefesh Elikis, Lev Chacham Liyaminoi. We know the Altarab explains in Tanya that the, the Nefesh Bahamas resides in the left side of the heart. Nefesh Elikis resides in the right side of the heart. So therefore, in making shalom is to incorporate and include small the left side and the right side. Pidish because the midas of the godly soul In general, it's called yamin. It's called the right side. because kindness. The reason why uh, the nefesh kiss is primarily even though nefesh kiss has right side and left side, it's primarily a right side being. Because it comes from chesed, it comes from... And we know that a, y- a Yiddish neshama is generally a very ki- are kind. Most, a Jew, a Jew, one of the characteristics of the Jewish people is that they're kind. Yemin um, chesed Chesed is goiver in them. neshama bas The neshama is called the daughter of koyen, we know koyhanim are chesed. The emotions of the animal soul are mainly to the left. They come from the left side. The root of the Nefesh Bahamas is from the, from the face of the ox that's from the left side of the chariot. Now he says something very, very fascinating. Yes, in the beginning of Kehelas, it says that there are 28 periods of time. And it goes through. There's a time for, a time to plant, applying, applying a time to reap, to harvest, a time, a, t- a time to uh, s- to sing, time to cry, a time to laugh, all the all the times that there are, time to be happy, time to be sad, right? a time to gather, to spread out, time to gather in, and all kinds of things, right? So in a yesh, all together. There are 28. 28 different time zones, if we can say. 
And um, 14 of them are to the right side, and 14 of them come from the left side. Because Yad and Yad, Chavches is 28, it's the two Yads. So there are times, times of good, and times, there's the 14 good seasons are coming from Hashem's right hand, the 14 bad seasons. And the Mittler Rebbe has a, a heyday in this. I was reading this. He goes into a whole amazing discussion about the art. Literally in a person's life, you go through days that are going to be good days and bad days. And it has to do just with the time. And there are time periods when people live. There are times he said you're going to be successful and you're going to make money. And people are going to acknowledge you and recognize and give you honor and stuff like that. There are times you're going to go through and you're going to be beaten. You're going to be crushed. You're going to be dead down. There are times, and he explains that it has to do with the very, very... Eight Sadas that entered into creation. And therefore there's there is itim like that the world swings like this and itim. And he says that when we say the world, it it's it's both on the cosmic plan as the world uh, on, on a great scale and also on an individual scale. Okay, I'm gonna concede to it because it was so delicious. Uh, I'm gonna read a little bit of it. It's just it was it was new to me. I haven't seen uh, this said in the way it said. Oh, here we are. Kamoy can listen to these words. Yesh bizmanim shinuyim. In times there are changes. Me'es la'es. Af b'sharin yana oilam. In all matters of the world. Times of famine, and times of plenty. The Yamim shall parnasa, there are days of parnasa. You see, there are years, just a little while ago when everybody was making money, right? The economy was like booming. And people are doing well. There are days that are not hatzlacha diga days. They're days of loss. Also with working the soil, the ground. The ups and downs. A person has a certain amount of days, that he's in an elevated state. And our days in a person's life, that he's in a lowly state. And he's in a down state. And everybody is, everybody is pursuing them. And there's many persecutions or accusations against him. And people accuse you for things. And it's just not, it's like, yachi days. And times the opposite. Suddenly you're in a situation, everybody has pity, everybody has compassion for a person. Right? You find favor in people's eyes. Even his enemies become friendly with him. In general, ups and downs. general, are known days, which are kind days. There could good days. There are known days. These are bad days. Before the bad days come. Why should I be afraid in the bad days? 
the sins of my... Hold on. He talks about mazolos, certain stars, certain... Okay. Let's read a little tiny bit more from here. This is a great wonder. Why is good and bad have to do with certain times? If it's because of the sin of the eight sadas, why does it have to do with, with times? Like it says, time to give birth. The ace lamos, the time to die. Oh, the farm time to be born, time to die. Ace litais, ace livkais. Ace lischaik, time to laugh. Ace svoi, the time to mourn. Ace rakoi, the time to dance. Ace lechabek, a time to hug. Ace larachik mechabek, there's a time to push away a hugger. Ad ace mochama, a time of a time of um, war. The ace shalim, the time of peace. Shen chaf ches itim bechlal, 28. The Yud Dalad Hen Latoiva, 14 are for the good. The Yud Dalad Lara. Shem Beis Yadais, the Yamin of Smoil, is the right and left hand. The Yad Yamin Bechesed, the Yad Smoil Begvura. Shushayrish Adin. The Zayar speaks about this. When it speaks about it, says, Vayavoyu, they came to a place called Goiren Ha'atad. When they were burying Yaakov. Goiren Ha'atad. Atad is Gematria 14. So the Zayar speaks about this 14. Gematria Yud Dalad. Oh, now. Listen to this. Um, we see this also in regards to heavenly things. This is so special. In our spiritual service, by every person, there's big changes in a person's life. From time to time, for the Jewish people as a whole, and also specifically, big people, tzaddikim, and regular people also, everybody, there's these fluctuations. For who? There is a time that there is a powerful thrust of tshuva in the world. And the person is just, we, people, are, people are moved to do tshuva. And a person has a true broken heart. To return to Hashem. And learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And davening. And the person is repugnant, repulses, pushes away the, 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 the silliness of this world. And he is, he is, he is aroused or awakened. 
At times, a person go, we'll make a new shear, people start coming, and they want to learn, b'toyro, l'spalo b'kavana, and t'davim b'kavana, r'usa d'aliba, v'chein litin tzedakah b'yoyser, people are into giving tzedakah, m'kfiyach alter, more than what he's able to, v'tivay, more than his nature, b'tfilah, and by davening, nichla levavay, he has a broken heart, v'tzayek b'mar nafshay, cries with the bitterness of his soul, m'kiris alev, the innermost of the heart, he also ready to toil in his mind. That is set for this. It's a time that is appropriate. It's a time of will. Then there are times. The person falls into all kinds of physical or, 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 or lusts. Chumri is coarse. Velibay kasha, and a person's heart is stubborn. Keeven, if you go through periods where a person's heart just becomes like stone, belitam b'das klal doesn't even know without any knowledge. Velo yahar b'tshuva klal, the last thing in his mind is to do tshuva. Velo yazuz mukayma, he doesn't budge from his place. Vegam biyegia, and even if he tries, lo yuchalachni alibay, he's not able to subdue his heart. He throws off completely the yoke of heaven. I mean, in shul, you always see this. In the sense that what? If a guy suddenly starts coming to shul for like months, weeks, he's there, and then suddenly disappeared, you don't see the guy for six years. And then suddenly he's there again. What's going on? It's like times. Everybody has, everybody's got their waves. Um, even in davening, very difficult. And even when he toils in his, in his mind, his heart doesn't go along with it. It just doesn't speak to him. He's literally dead, spiritually dead. It's amazing. Like the Mithladev is speaking about this already in his days. And he's saying that this is a situation where people go through times. He says, since the world is a mix of good and bad, there are times that the bad is expressed, is coming out, and there are times that the good is expressed and coming out. And he says, it happens in the morning. A person, every morning, when you wake up, sometimes you wake up with such pure thoughts. You can wake up with an urge for every sin. V'tiyov, and any despicable thing. And that's why he's changing. And also, chesed gavura element. Sometimes one's avoid is full of joy, you're davening and learning, and sometimes it's full of bitterness and sadness. Sometimes your davening is characterized as a bitter davening, sometimes it will be a joyous davening. And he says, We people, we human beings are so vulnerable to these switches that are being the dials that are turned around us and we don't realize it how much we change with the, in the, with the times, as the times put us. It doesn't mean there's no Bechira Chavshis. Within, within that you have Bechira of how you will live through that period. But there is changes that come upon a person. There are 
There are times when they do very well with Torah tefillah. Like Yomim Shal Shabbos, Yantar, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Rosh Chodesh. V'yashnam chadashim b'shana l'toiv. V'yash chadashim k'tamuz v'av v'chulu. In the Mimer. And there are months like Tamuz v'av v'chulu. Which, which have a different energy to it. Anyways, this is just a very interesting idea, the Alter Rebbe is saying. So we have, so being that we have a Nefshul Kiss and a Nefshul Bahamas, one comes from the right side, one comes from the left side. There are times when, we said earlier in the Mimer over here, that times when Hashem's right, the 14 times, the 14 periods, which are coming from the right hand, where Chesed is stronger. So we, we naturally have a, have a tendency that our nefesh kiss is more, more dominant during that time, our godly soul. And then there are times when, when the left, the 14 times coming from the left side of the Yebishter, which the nefesh Bahamas come from the left side, and that's when the nefesh Bahamas is more aggravated and more, more uh, in his... Uh, as he says, sometimes the nefesh Bahamas is subdued to the godly soul, betachlis, and sometimes mizgaber Sometimes the the animal soul throws off the yoke of the godly soul, and it does what it wants. There is no peace. Avol but we're but we're told we have to make peace. In which sense, Avol Hashalim Ushiyah Smola Iskalil Biyamina that the left should be subdued to the right. Sheyizbadu Amidus the Nefesh Bahamis that the Midus of the animal soul should become refined. Lihibatul Bahamidus the Nefesh Alikis that they should be bottled to the Midus of the Nefesh Alikis. In other words, man is not meant to be split and in this dichotomy all the time. But in order to do that, you need a power of Torah. Torah makes shalom b'pamalia shalmata. That's what Torah is. The antithesis to Midian. Midian is all about creating breakages, separation. We're going to see soon. You're supposed to serve Hashem with both your inclinations. The Yitzhahara should return and do tshuva, should be converted. Through contemplation. How do you do that? How do the Nefesh Bahamas? Because the Nefesh Bahamas wants what's good. But if you explain to him that nothing else exists but God, and the God is the only goodness, then of course he's going to love the Yebishter. There's nothing but Hashem. Who should he want? It just has to come to the cognition and the awareness of the Nefesh Bahamas that what the Nefesh is saying is true. Torah does this shalim. Ki ikr bidr namida is why they am shachas adas. And Torah looks like his das, even though Torah is chachma. For some reason over here he's applying Torah is the Indian of das. Shihu chayas amidas. This is the life of the midas. So when you bring in the holy das, it will openimi yusan. Vuhu amam shech pchenas chachma ubina bimidas. The das brings the chachma and bina into the midas. Lihiyos pechachma is beridu hamidas. And the, through Chachma, you have a bureau in the Midas, like we learned so many times. Now, if a man does this, and when we do this, we all do this to some degree, when our Nefesh Bahamas gets subdued and integrated and unified with the Nefesh Kiss, then we cause the same thing above, up there, that the Gevura side becomes subdued to the Chesed side. We increase Chesed in the world, and Gevura, and there's less punishment and less uh, harshness and suffering. That's all coming from the Gevura. And we bring a lot of bracha into the world. 
Uh, and this is the Yichud of Vavke. Why does it mean Chesed and Gavura? Why is it the Yichud of Vavke? Because Vav, even though it's the six emotions, but we know what's the dominant emotion in Vav is Chesed. Chesed is the first, and because it's the first, it's the primary emotion. It says Chesed the Azalim Kuliyayim, and Chesed is a day that goes with all the other days. It's the more powerful of all of it. So, and that's why Bechlal, man, men, their chemistry of their soul are more kind. Now the woman's chemistry of the soul is more rigid, more gavuridic. So, because the woman is, is malchus. Malchus is primarily structured on gavura. Ze'er anpin is primarily structured on chesed. So, when you, when you make a beer that in your left side becomes nullified to your right side, or surrender to that, subdued to the right side, it makes above also that malchus is, 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 you say malchus subdued, but malchus is surrendered to Ze'er anpin. And then, see, when Malchus runs the world as a single mom, there's a lot of harshness. She can't handle it. She gets very nervous. And she makes a lot of tzaris. But when Malchus is, has her husband next to her, she has her, her, the kind energy of Ze'er Anpin, there's a sweetening of the judgments. Things are much better in the world. So that's what he's saying. This is the Yichud of the Vavke. This is also called the drawing of Saivev into Mamalek, because Malchus is the real Mamalek, Malchus is the Shechina, the Shoichein, Hashem dwells Betachtonim, and, and, and Ze'er Anpin is considered Saivev Kalaman, it's called HaKadosh Baruch Hu in compared to Malchus. When, you, when we unify the Chesed and Gavura inside of us, our Nefshel Kis and Nefshel Bahamas, we cause a Yichud Kutche Berichu Shechinte, the Hamshacha of the Saivev in the Mamale, and when we do that, we're causing peace in all of existence, and there's much more Chesed in the world. In other words, even though we said before, Torah is this one who makes peace, and Torah makes peace, really, in truth, Torah is primarily responsible for the peace in the in the upper realm. And mitzvah observance is primarily the one that makes peace down here below, meaning down here below, meaning in the in the za and malchus, it's primarily through mitzvahs. Even though it too is through Torah that we just said, but it's it's Torah guiding mitzvahs. It's the mitzvahs the predominant element in this Indian. It says the Pasuk, the act of tzedakah makes peace. Peace between who? Between the Saiv of Kalalman and the Mamala Kalalman, between the Chesed energy and the Gavura energy, between the right side and the left side. Shahat Sadaka Mamshakam came Pchenashalam. Sadaka also does that now. The Kamoy Shayyadeh, I mean, not only Torah, but Sadaka also does it. But Sadaka makes it more real and concrete in our world than Torah does. The Kamoy Shayyadeh at Sadaka Nasa Shalim Lamata. Just like in Sadaka, what happens? It's a very beautiful thought. Peace has been, peace has just been made. What's the peace? He says there is an inherent jealousy, and and um, and dislike from the poor to the rich. From the poor to the rich, the poor people don't like the rich people because they they feel they feel like, like how come you have and I don't have? 
you're doing so well and I don't. But when does the poor man make peace with the rich man and he loves him? When the rich man gives him tzedakah. And then not only is he okay with the rich man, he actually loves him. For a temporary, time being. Till, till he needs money again and the rich man doesn't give him. Then he's angry again. But, but also, what do you see? Tzedakah creates a peace between mashpia and makabal. Slave of Kalalman, Zairampin is the Mashpia, Malchus is the Makabal. So when you give tzedakah, you cause a peace down here between the Ani and the and the, the two classes. The upper class and the lower class are unified together. It causes a unification up there between the upper class, which is Zairampin, Hakadish Baruchu, and the Shekhinah, which is Mamala Kalam. The two look eye to eye. You're making shalom bias. You're bringing them together. Um, the poor man is jealous of the rich man. And through tzedakah, there's peace amongst them. Between the mashpi and the makabel. That's Pamalia Shalmaila, that's the upper department. Then after all of this, we're gonna bring it back to Midian. Why it's an it's Hashem says, go take revenge for Havaya, for Yudkevavke against Midian. Because Midian is the total opposite of the Shalimp energy. Because Midian is all about divisiveness. This is the this power of unity that unifies all of creation is the power of Avaya. That's the power of Torah. That's the power of the Jewish people. The only way there will be peace in the world is if the peace is coming from the Jewish people to the world through Torah and mitzvahs. That's why we are accused as being. That's why we are accused as being the most the biggest obstacle to peace, because because he didn't have the answer for peace in the world. And we're holding right before the moment when peace will finally be materialized. That's why there is the, 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 uh, this, this is situation. From, from who? From the Midianites. That whole Hevra over there are all descendants of Midian. This is the Menaget. This is the against Havaya. It's the, it, it's the, it, which is mainly about making peace. The Hiskalalos and integration. The Pamal Yashamayla in the upper abode, the Shamata and below. The Indian and the idea is when there is integration, which is not what Midian is about. This brings down a higher light. From the perfect one, that includes everything. Because from you comes everything. So when, when we have a peace, it brings down the dwelling of the Ein Sof and you have the perfect Yud Kevav Ke dwelling in the world. Ma'ashe, Kem Pchenas period, which you don't have when, there, when there's fragmentation. Elchein, Melchemes, Midyon, therefore the word of Midyon, Ulinkoim, Nikma, Shema, Vaya, Mamish. To take revenge because they're stopping, they're the, they're, they're the, the force against Havaya. V'zehu heicholtzu, that's why the Ebeshter says to the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, heicholtzu me'itchem, Hecholtzu, arm from amongst you. If it says from amongst you, we said, then it should have said Yecholtzu. Hecholtzu is implying everybody should arm. But then it says, Me'itchem from you. The mashmakulchem. 
Piddish, so the Alter Rebbe says, because every person has got to join this battle. This battle of animosity, this battle of sinas chinam, is something that the Jewish people need to fight as a whole. Every person is incumbent upon every person. In which sense? Does everybody have to make the in, inner peace that we're learning earlier? It's not so easy to make the inner peace. But one thing everybody's obligated to join along in is to make sure that there is community peace and that there's no sinas chinam. And people get a, a people and people are yeah, integrated one with each other. Everybody has to join into this war. To fight with his own inclination. You're fighting for God's name. You're fighting for which shame Avaya is indicates is shy is is indicative of unit of unity. Vahainu, you have to fight tooth and nail. Shayyaskalalos kulam ke'echad. The Jews should come together and be unified together. Mamish ke'ishechad, like one person, beli shum pirid lavavis, without any um, um, separation of the hearts. And through this, we subdue Midian. Now he's going to explain something very Kabbalistic with the Matos, which I don't understand. I'm just going to read it quickly because I'm mamish exhausted. And why it says, two levels of Matos. But we're just going to, I'm just going to read it and then we're going to, and the last part of the Mimer is again, uh, I understand. So the, the six hundred thousand souls connect to the six, six corner, six directions, which each one is ten times ten. Ultimately, ends up to six hundred thousand Jews. The reason the six hundred thousand is the number because we're rooted in the six midas. But then, why do we have twelve tribes? We only have six tribes, and the answer is there are six branches from the tree. The tree growing below and the branches going up, and there are six branches from a tree going down. There's two trees. There's a tree growing from here, from below, and there's a tree going from above. And the branches are going out. So that's why shvatim, which are branches, are going in both directions. Melmaila lamata, from, from up down, extending down, downward, and, from, and then extending upward from below. And that's called feminine shvatim and masculine shvatim. Half the shvatim are feminine shvatim. These are the shvatim that are standing upward, which means they're on earth, extending towards heaven. And then there are Shvatim, which are all from heaven, masculine shvatim, which they are in heaven, and their branches are going down. And this is six and six, and that's what makes 12 shvatim. Six and six are different. This is momata lamaila, and this is momata lamata. That makes up to 12. What? Yeah. And they and the two need to be joined together. The yesh, uh, the, the, No, 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 no. It's not the way it is. The branches are. The root, the root of that is up there, and the root of that. It mentions Shvatim twice. Because the Shvatim that are coming from the, ma- from the world of the male, and the world of the female. The same is also Mata. Mata means a staff. You can turn, turn the stick downward, like the Rebbe says, a walking stick is the thicker part, is higher 
It's like the root is higher and the thinner part is lower, the Mittler Rebbe says. And you have a different kind of a staff in which the thicker part is below and the thinner part is up. Drawing down. There's a bending from down up. I've bent my heart to do your will. It's an upward bending. The staff of Aaron was blossoming. That's from down up. Raise your staff. And you have to join these two together through these two shalims from the upper and the lower. That's why it says to all camps, not from all. We would think that Hecholtzu is only for the Shvatim that are below, the six Shvatim that are upward. Why? I'm not exactly sure. All of them. Like, what is the idea behind this? I'm not getting. And this is the meaning also. Hold on, this is also the meaning. They will be on top of Midian. Why? Because they're going to draw down the light. Why? Because Midian is from Olam HaToyu. And Toyu is higher than Tikkun. Midian is separation. Tikkun is integration. And Tikkun is lower than Midian. Midian stands. So therefore Midianites have a power over the Jewish people. But when we call this, when we have a skalalos, and when we deepen the tikkun, we know, we relate, we go to a place that's higher than Tayu and tikkun, which is called Shleimusa Dekula, the place that's perfect, Shemai and Beis. In Kabbalah, there is something called, in Kabbalah there is Shem Bam, I'm sorry, there's Shem Ma, Ma is tikkun, Samach Gimel is Tayu, and Shem Ayin Beis is higher than Tayu and tikkun. And when we cause a yichud down here, a stronger yichud, we draw from Ayan Beis, which is, and that is higher even than the source of Midian. And when we draw that down, then we, we, via uh, Midian, then we can be on top of Midian and, 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 and subdue them. And all this, by the, by the way, all this thing should be Nimshach right now. This has to be Nimshach right now to defeat, that's right, on top. This or from the perfect one should be shayra on all those soldiers. Which is a way above the shoresh of these Midianites. Imru Elav say to him, Kol, Imru Elav Kol Tisa Avain, Kol. He's called Kol. He includes everything. When we have Eskalalos, when we integrate one with each other down here below, we draw down that level called Kol, which is the source of everything that incorporates everything. With this, with all of this, we'll understand how serious it is, baseless hatred. How powerful it is to be united that even when the Klippers were united by the Dora Flaga, they were able to, Hashem said, I better go down and stop them because they're, they're unstoppable when they have that power. That's what Hashem says. Am, am I going to let them? Will your butts are? They're, they're going to do anything. Who knows what they're going to do? 
because they were ba'achdos. And once you have achdos, you have a lot of power. Moshe is the one who's the, who causes this hiskalalus, because Moshe Rabbeinu is bottle, the nachnuma. That's why this was Moshe's task. That's why Hashem says to him, do this work, do this, fight this war, and then you will pass away. Because this is the culmination of your life. Your teeth are like, hear, hear, hear what it says about, ugh, this is so crazy. You know, in a world where they accuse the Israeli military for, for, for uh, war crimes. And you think about it, the, the Medrash says on the Pasuk, the Eberster says in Shira Shirim, Shinayach, your teeth, are so white, they're like the white wool of the sheep. And the, the Gemara, what are the teeth? the teeth? The teeth are the soldiers. The soldiers are the teeth, they're chewing, they're, they're, they're biting. But they're so careful in trying to only hurt in being selective and not kill mass this and and with such a with such feeling and soldiers crying the fact that they have to kill uh, innocent people how much it hurts them where else do you have that um, unless the Jewish people and and here right shekula uh, midyon it's referring to the Jewish people when they went to the war of midyon and it says, And it says like this, Your teeth are like the white wool. Um, but, you know, sheep, when they run around, they get dirty after a while. They're not so clean. But right after they, go, they come out, The Pasuk says, The sheep just came out of the wash. They all went swimming in the water, and they all came out, and they're all so spotlessly clean. The soldiers, your teeth are as white as the as the sheep when they came out of the wash. The word Sha'olu minarachza is Rasha Tevis Moshe. Because Moshe Rabbeinu gives the bittel, the bittel to the soldiers. He supplies the bittel, and with that power of bittel, through that escalalus, we can counter Midian. Moshe Rabbeinu empowers the achtas. The unity, the bitl, which brings us the achtas. And when we have that achtas, that's why in that Pasuk, which is talking about the fight against Midian, it has Moshe Rabbeinu in the Rosh Tevis. The drawing down of the masculine waters of Moshe Rabbeinu. So he brings his waters. Then they all become matim. Matim means one thing is fitting the other. That things don't clash. They fit. They're not the same, but they click one and the other. But they're all unified. They fought against Midian, a canal. In order to have power over Midian, it's through the unification together. And right before this whole war began, it was a great unity amongst the Jewish people. And that is the power that is going to defeat the Midian completely. Destroy them completely. You should know it's a big thing that we learned this minor now. It has a big effect.